This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lions Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Three Lions podcast. My name is Russell Osborne and this is an independent England football supporters podcast. Last few episodes have been received really well. So once again, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, If you've missed any, my chat with Paul Letters from Not Your Average England Fan and my chat with Tango. They can be found at threelionspodcast.com or your usual podcast provider. Plus all the previous ones too. And if you enjoy the chats with fellow England fans, then I reckon this one will be right up your street. That conversation is coming very soon. But first, since the last episode, it would seem the vast majority of us have now received a credit note and refund from UEFA for our Euros tickets. Just got to keep our fingers crossed for the England supporters travel club ballot now. And speaking of tickets, there is the exciting possibility of being allowed access to both the pre-Euro friendlies against Austria and Romania at Middlesbrough for travel club members only. I think the FA and the travel club are just waiting for official confirmation and the government guidelines, I guess, as to where they go forward with that one. Also worth mentioning, uh, should the games go ahead, Our Block 109 are looking at running coaches from London. We'll pick up points, Watford, Milton Keynes, Northampton and Leicester. Uh, If you want more details, fancy getting on a coach with those guys, drop them a line on social media. And speaking of Block 109, you may have seen a recent venture by them. And I'm hoping to speak a little more about it with them soon. Now, let's talk Lionesses for a moment. Uh, They've had their qualifying draw made for the 2023 World Cup. They'll face Austria, Northern Ireland, North Macedonia, Latvia and Luxembourg. And the first of these games will take place in September this year. Whilst the actual World Cup tournament takes place in Australia and New Zealand in July 2023. Tempting that one. Actually, something I forgot to mention recently was the draw for Team GB for the Olympics later in the year, which that in itself is still a little bit uncertain. Uh, So they've made the draw and they will find out who the girls of England, Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland will face. They will be guided there by current England interim manager Hagarisa. Now, this draw was made on the 21st of April, so a little while ago. Uh, Team GB, they will face hosts Japan, Canada and Chile. And the first game will be against Chile on the 21st of July in Sapporo. A venue England fans will have very happy memories of. Now, there is the old saying, what goes on on an England away trip should stay on an England away trip. I think I may have broken that code of conduct here, uh, but I think you're going to enjoy this one. Now, if you tuned into the recent episode about Kazakhstan, you may remember Les Gasson saying this. About an hour later, another group of lads we knew uh, from Doncaster turned up 
I don't know if you ever heard of the Doncaster lads uh, from the Stag Pub, which is no longer, I think, in, in Doncaster. Right. There's a chap, quite notorious, great chap, ex-army, Bisto. Uh, I don't know what his first name is, <laughs> but um, he, he's a bit notorious. Um, uh, put it this way, uh, you know when Bisto's in town. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> the first time I met him was in Albania, and should we say we, we knew intimately what Bisto was like. And when we was in uh, Bratislava on that wet, infamous uh, match, we was in a bar and there's a bit of a commotion at the door. And someone come in and says, uh, oh, the, the security aren't letting these lads in because one of them's just streaked across the road, done a handstand. We said, oh, well, Bisto's in town then. <laughs> so that, that's Bisto. And, uh, so Need they to get Bisto up. on for a chat. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, crikey, you'd never get him off. Uh, he's, fa- he's fantastic. He's, he's the ultimate entertainment. He really is good. So, yeah, if you could ever get in touch with him from Doncaster, right. uh, he's, a, he's a great chap, wonderful chap. So we heard from Les there, who, who kind of put me on the trial of Bisto. And I've done a bit of digging and I've managed to track him down. So I'd like to welcome to the Three Lions podcast, Leeds and England fan, Paul Bristow, although probably more well-known to others as Bisto from Donny. Is that right, Bisto? Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right, mate, yeah. <laughs> welcome along, yeah. you all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm all right, thank you, mate. Well, thank you very much for joining us. You appear to be a... Quite a face on the uh, on the England scene, by all accounts. Uh, I just like to make people happy, mate. You know what I mean? We j- I just like to have a laugh. Right. Like we all do, really. Yeah. And we need it at the moment, don't we? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, pretty grim at times, like, but it doesn't matter to us up north because they always say it's grim up here, but we get on with it. <laughs> and that's right. You're, you're from Doncaster, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, Donny. So how long have you been following England, then? My first game was Argentina in St Etienne in 98. Right. And it, it started off, like, say, me and my mates and missus, like, say, we were uh, in a pub in Donny at White Bear, and it was when Anderton, uh, sick note, scored against Colombia. And, you know, euphoria and everything that were going on in pubs and all that, and I thought, I want a piece of this. And me and my mate just looked at each other. I said, look, I've got a week off coming. I finished nights on Sunday. Uh, do you want to go? And we looked at each other. Yeah, so I went straight from work. Uh, I worked in a care home then. We hired a car, we drove to Dover, and we just went over there and experienced it for a few days, and it, it was amazing. It proper got me up on first one. It was just brilliant. How did you manage to get a ticket then? It, it, it was a bit of a weird one. We were trying all day and all that, and there were none about. And there were these, I'd say there were school kids who were about 14, 15, and they were stood in the street, and there were these there were a few lads around him and all that. And this young lad, he's got a ticket in his hand. So anyway, I don't know what made me do it. So I've gone up and I've snatched the ticket out of his hand. And it, him and his mate have looked at me and I went, no, no, it's, it's all right. In your best like pigeon French. I went, yeah. is this ticket for sale? And he went, we were sure. I says, how much? And he went, Frank's and it were about 3000 francs. I think it were about, about 300, 350 quid. Oh. And I went, merci beaucoup. And they thought, must have thought I was going to run off with it. So I've counted it out. And then I've given them a couple, couple extra. And I went, merci beaucoup, thank you. I was just so happy. I couldn't believe it. Because they yeah. were like, gold, they were just like gold dust. And I was lucky enough to get one. So I've got a ticket and that's me and my mate. Like, he managed to get one. And then we've just gone on and like say, just had a great day. We just were unfortunate we about were... the result though, wasn't it? Yeah. 
But I'll, I'll be honest, I, we'll get to that in a bit because there's loads to tell you about that Go game. On. I mean, we had a great day all day. We even had a game of football with Arges in St Etienne Square and there were no bother, no really. And yeah. it, it always stuck in my mind from earlier on at World Cup, there were a French police officer called Daniel Nivelle, and I'll never forget his name. And he got badly injured by some uh, German hooligans. Well, the government that day, uh, they just set up a fund for him. So I've gone up to these gendarmes and says, excuse me, like, you know, who's in charge? All lads that were out with us, you know, they were only me and my mate that knew each other, but you just got talking to people where you're from, you know, and all yeah. usual stories that you tell each other. And I says, look, let's have a whip round. And we, we got about two or 300 quid. So this gendarme, like I says, here, I says, that's to put in Daniel Nivelle's kitty. And, you know, they were so grateful. And that really, I thought it was just a nice touch. That's, and then that we're is really nice touch. That's exactly the sort of sort of thing that England fans, especially at the time, needed to be sort of seen and heard doing, really, shouldn't it? it? It should. And, yeah, you know, we're not all bad. You get good and bad on a night out on Friday, Saturday mm. around town. Uh, so we'd had a great time with all these argies. You know, we all had a cuddle, had a beer and all that. And then they went back to their pubs. We went back to ours and excitement were building inside me all day and all that so anyway this bloke comes on and he's like oh lads you all right yeah mate do you want to drink no you're all right he says uh what about all them argies over there like, yeah yeah i've been playing football with him mate and they were like three or four of us like say chat to this bloke and he says listen lads he says how long you been here sort of thing he says oh most afternoon yeah. he says look he says i'll pay for your beers and all that he says if you you know, go over and sort of like kick it off with Arjun. I'm like, no. What, what? Yeah, honestly, mate. And you know, it might sound unreal, but there'll be other people listening to this story and they'll have had it done to them or other parts around the world off these reporters. So anyway, I says, what? He says, yeah, you know, I says, who do you work for? He says, oh, I'm independent. He says, you know, I'll just get pictures and send to papers. So anyway, and it, I, I just got really, really angry. So I've, I've cracked him, like. My mate's got hold of his camera, smashed his camera up and all that, telling him to, like, you know, do one. Yeah. Who's, who's walked around the corner? These gendarmes, aren't they? Oh, so they've come... They've, yeah, oh, yeah, you couldn't write it, mate, like a film. So they says, English, why you, you do that? And then why you all you and your friends all cause trouble now to this man? And I says, he's not. I says, you've seen us playing football with Argentinians. He says, yeah, I says, he's a reporting English press. He wants to pay us money to go and cause trouble and fight so we can get pictures for newspapers. And they went, oh, we understand. So anyway, they carted him off. Oh, good. That was the end of him. Yeah, yeah, it was brilliant, mate, because it could have gone proper tits up, really, couldn't it? We all press that had gone on from Marseille and all that, mm. that Tunisia game. But yeah. we're not here to talk about all that rubbish. We're here to talk about happy stuff. No, absolutely. Yeah, we'll talk about the good times. You kind of got involved then back in 98 for that St Etienne game. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, I remember watching that. But, I mean, Michael Owen is his great goal. And and then there were some disallowed ones in there as well. Whereabouts were you in the ground? Well, right. This is it. I'll, I'll take it on from here, mate. So I've got this ticket. And, you know, you're, you've, been, you've made your way to ground and all that. And you can see the bright lights. It were honestly, mate, even though we lost, it's just like a dream. It, it, it's amazing. So I've got my ticket. So I've gone to the correct gate, gone through turnstile. So I walk walking up and just imagine, right? England are lined up in white kit. You can see the bright green grass, yeah. all the bright lights, the atmosphere. 
it's absolutely amazing. Honestly, mate, I started crying. And guess where I was? Go on. On my own, behind the goal where Michael Owen scored in middle at Arges on my own. Oh, oh it's, I mean... It, 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 it didn't matter. And I'll tell you what, the Marges, they, they sung their uh, national anthem and all that. And I thought, nah, I'm having this, mate. So I've got my shirt off and I stood up and I saw God save our gracious queen on my own. And them Arges were absolutely brilliant. They were having photos with me, videos and pictures and all that. So then kicked off. Then Simone's took that dive. They've scored. They're all giving it. I says, bet it first couple of minutes and last one, mate. So when it as it's going on, and then when Michael Owen scored that goal, Jesus. what a place to be on the oh yeah, you couldn't have scripted it. It was like I was meant to be there for a film, and the the Argentinians around me, honestly, mate, they, it, it was just amazing. Everything about that day were brilliant, and then we've gone two one up, and then they've equalised. And that would be honest when I seen it on telly, because what people don't realise. You know, when you're actually at the game, you only see it once. Yeah. You know, when you're on telly, you get five or six replays. Mm-hmm. So we've gone in. Anyway, we're having banter. They were bringing me beers and all that. I'm just chatting. We've gone down the end. Sol Campbell scored. So I'm facing pitch. I've turned to my left and I'm shouting to him, you're not singing now, are you? You're not singing now. <laughs> and this Argentinian, cool as a cucumber, he tapped me on the shoulder and he went, English, look. What? Oh, <laughs> and then we've got about two defenders and seven attackers and all that. And oh, oh it, it, you just, just couldn't write it. It was yeah. such a fantastic time. I know it shouldn't, but you know, the way the day went, everything from finishing work to driving down to getting a ticket to having a load of drinks to meeting new people, making new friends. The, the result wasn't the most important thing, you know. It, yeah. it would just being in that great company and, you know, on Arges and they all give me a cuddle at end of game and all that. Start, yeah, of, that, a, that start of a good journey. Yeah, yeah, amazing journey. Amazing journey and amazing people I've met. So, moving on then, I mean, Les, he mentioned that he uh, he saw you in Bratislava or, or there was some commotion in a bar in Bratislava yes. um, where where you you weren't in because someone was was streaking outside. Yeah, that, I think that'll be me, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it, it's, it's, I shouldn't really like say because you know it's. Well, I don't know. Some of my mates they'll say to bloody hell, you've been on piss for two hours and I can't believe you've still got your clothes on. Well, that's like a red rag to a bull. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm too old now, like, but yeah, I just used to, I just used to rag off. I used to, but I used to fold my clothes up and leave them nice and neat. Mm. And then I'd just go off, find a wall and do upside down press ups on my fingertips, all that, or, <laughs> you, you know, just, just anything, you know, to just to, make, just to make people laugh, mate. Yeah. Yeah. It don't cost out. Don't cost out to, uh, my dad always said in life, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. Do you know what I mean? And I just try to put a smile on everyone's face. Yeah. Go on then. So so take us through some some highlights of of yours. I know you've got some some things written down there. Yeah, well, we, we went to Ukraine. You know where we went to Ukraine? Was this the one we lost? To, yeah, yeah. Mm. It was the only qualifier that we lost that that, that right. year, that qualifying campaign. So started off like say me and lads that are going like Scary, Salty, like my stepdad from Stag, like, say, he was landlord at Stag and he, he treated me like his son. He was great to me. 
scary and salty. They always looked after me, everyone, because believe you me, I needed it in some places. So anyway, we're flown, I think it was from Manchester to Paris, and the flights were really rushed, and we only just got us connection. So we've ended up getting to Ukraine. We got told there was a thunderstorm or something, and we had to land at a military airbase. Ah, I've heard this story before, yeah. and I didn't know I didn't know you were on this. Go on, tell us more. Yeah, yeah. So, like, because of a thunderstorm in Kiev. So anyway, we've landed at this airbase and all that. And you get off, so we've got off to stretch his legs and have a fag. And all of a sudden, I've heard, you know the sound a bottle makes when it opens. I thought that's about that. <laughs> so when it, so anyway, we found this bar in this hangar, lads. You know, yeah. So anyway, my mates have come and then everybody started piling in. I saw a order like, say, a gin and, large gin and tonic for Dad, free uh, vodka and Cokes for me, salty and scary, large ones. I think it comes to about £1.80. Was this and, a, a little bar that some woman yeah. just opened up for you? Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she just opened up this bar. It was yeah. like in an hangar. So anyway, so um, we had a few in there because obviously you had to let who walks in, pilot. <laughs> pilot off at plane and he had his ring so well you know it, it was just so surreal and anyway this is right you know we're going to be boarding in half an hour and you get that feeling everyone looked and went can we not just stay here for four days <laughs> <laughs> you know everyone from all, all over so he gets on plane so we get gets to i think where was it now we're waiting to board and who, who, who walked past? You, you know, you're all in your little groups and all that and chatting your shit that you do and all that. Well, there must have been some Chelsea fans there and all that because I didn't recognise him. Who walked through airport? Shevchenko. Yeah. And there were a load of lads and they all started singing. And no trouble. You know, it's that banter that you're going to get, aren't you? Yes. And they all started singing, Chelsea reject, Chelsea reject. Hello, hello. Next thing you know, all right, coppers have steamed into airport and all that. And there were nothing... And, and that's that's as much as what it was. Right. When we've all got when we've all got into Kiev and you're in your hotel, next thing you know, there's been a riot at Kiev Airport. You know, oh, and it just shows England fans shouting, and then it pans off it, oh riot police running in. And that's all it was. There weren't no trouble at all whatsoever. It were it were it were hilarious to see what they put on there, but you know, because you were actually there and you know what went off. It's just normal football banter. Yeah. That, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, it's it's a shame that that riot police are even on standby for something like that. But the fact that they actually move in just because there's yeah. been a little bit of banter but and cheering, they they probably just heard a, a load of noise from another room and come through because they hadn't actually seen the shouting. You know, they come through into it and probably yeah, just left it. But and all because and of it, their golden boy. Yeah, Shevchenko. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that I've got wrote down, me and Scary, we were in the same room. And, uh, oh, just to tell you, we were in the same clothes for all four days in Ukraine. Oh, lovely. Because they lost, they lost us bags at uh, Paris, didn't they? Oh, no. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, anyway, I've gone out about midnight, it was, you know, to see if somewhere were open, get some cigs. And, uh, anyway, there's this woman in a cart and, like, selling flowers and sell, sold beer and fags, you know, these little yeah. lean-tools and all that. So anyway, I got talking to this woman, like I say, I bought a load of fags and it was cheap enough and I thought, oh, I'll have a beer and all that. And I said to old lady, uh, we're selling flowers. I says, how much? And she come up with whatever they were. They were next to nothing. So I bought the whole lot out of a shopping trolley. 
And then I give them her all back. And I give one to the lady who was serving me beers. I went, God bless you. You know, she's, she's only trying to make a living. Yeah. So anyway, so I, I started one. Yeah, I hope so. So I started wandering back. And then you see bright lights of a pub, don't you? Yeah, it's, it's always good, that, isn't it? Yeah. So I've ended, up, I've ended up going in this pub, just chatting to lads from all over, because I get giddy as hell. And, you know, and we're all telling tales and all this and all that. And she says, oh, what do you do? And I say, I'm a care assistant. They went, you what? You know, because I used to look after elderly, mentally infirm people, dementia and learning difficulties. And I loved okay. it. It was a great job. Very rewarding. Very mm. rewarding. So anyway, like, I'd been chatting all this and all that. Anyway, the lights coming up. So, and I, I, I can remember, mate, I was proper trolled. And I said, look, I've got to go, lads. It's great talking to you. I've got, I've got to go back to the hotel. And obviously, I'd lost all sense of time scale. So anyway, I've gone to walk out the door, and this bouncer, he's, he's grabbed hold of me. He's marched me back in and sat me down. I went, no, no, I'm good. Anyway, I must have tried half a dozen times. And then I've sneaked out round back. I've come round front, who's there waiting for me? And I didn't realise he weren't being horrible to me. He was looking after me because I could hardly stand up. So he was keeping me somewhere where everyone could see me. Do you know what I mean? Right. And then next thing you know, police have turned up and he's pointed to me. And I'm thinking, oh, God, not again. What's this for? So coppers have put me in riot van, passport, all that. Anyway, and they've given me it all back. So they've been driving around for ages and I'm thinking, oh, my God, what's happened? You know, mm. what have I done? Or am I getting locked up or anything like that? And it was like a miracle. They pulled up and I thought, I know that place. It's my hotel. <laughs> so it stopped. So I've opened side door, done a runner, think, thinking like, say, I'm getting away from them. Oh, no, I've gone in hotel. Manager's there. He's waved at police. I'm thinking like I've done great escape and all that. Ah, <laughs> oh, Mr. Bristow. They phoned up about you. Wasn't that kind of the police to bring you home back to your hotel? And I'm like, what? I'll tell you what, it couldn't get any better. I mean, <laughs> my mates weren't happy because they'd been, they'd been like, say, looking, phoning up hospitals and, you know, or police stations and all that. Yeah. So anyway, and then they bumped into some of the lads I'd been talking to later on. And he says, oh, we'd be talking to a little kid from Donny. He went, is he small and bald and bolts tits off you? He went, yeah, that's him. And they went, oh, yeah, really? He says, yeah, coppers took him back to the hotel. He went, he hadn't done all, has he? He says, no, no, they were just looking after him. They were great. They were absolutely brilliant, man. See, that's, and that's then, a great contrast between, like, see, the right police that have sort of greeted you and then the police yeah. there that have, have helped you out. Yeah, it's uh, – and they got their own back on me because I was mortal. So, anyway, I'd gone back. I'm in bed. And then they've rung me up. Bisto, where are you? Where are you? Because you, you do, you might not believe it, but you do. Everyone that's listening to this will have done it. You just lose all sense of time. Yeah. And uh, so I've woke up, my phone's ringing. Well, where you were on his way to airport. All right, uh, I'm coming. So I didn't have notes to pack. So I've got my clothes on. I've run down, who sat in a hotel lobby and bar laughing the tits off at me as I run past to go outside. Dad, scary and salty. <laughs> so you know what I mean they've just done it to wind me up they went listen you, you can't keep going missing so you know that that was just a little tale of, you know what happened in Ukraine it was great uh, marvellous I'll go to this one because th- this really means a lot to me we're England Sweden in 2006 in Cologne in the World Cup yeah and you know them Germans they were absolutely amazing people absolutely brilliant yeah, yeah it was a good World Cup that one uh, I mean I went out a week before, 
first game and I were out till we got knocked out. Yeah, it, it was just great. So anyway, on day of that game, a lot of my mates that we went with, there were about a dozen of us, they were all members and all that. So I always used to get my tickets on Black Market or, you know. Mm. Uh, so anyway, we've gone into this like gas tax, like a rest station, a petrol station sort of thing, restaurant. And my mate Salty goes in with me and he says, right, has anyone got any tickets for sale today? This bloke puts his hand up. So we've gone over in corner and all. I says, how much is it, mate? He says, it's 500 euro. I says, all right. So I get five, 500 euro. Again, excited and all that. Been on last all day. Everyone's gone off to where they're going, grounds and all that. So I've gone through my game. Jesus. VIP section, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to say who it was. It was someone... He's not famous from a football club. His missus couldn't go. Oh, right. It, it, you know what I mean? So, yeah. So, I'm in there. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely gobsmacked. There's all I've, the photos I've got from there, like, you know, but two that stand out to me. Clean Rooney. Like, so, you know, she sat up there with wags and all. I've gone up and just sat down next to her. And went, you all right, Clean? Do you mind if I talk to you and all that? I just had a conversation about her, you know, with her about everything and all that. I says, oh, I'm Bisto from Donnie and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> And anyway, after we've had a chat and all that, uh, and bear in mind, I've just got shorts on and flag and pints and all that. Uh, and she was lovely. She had time for everyone. I said, please, may I have a photograph took with you? So a mate took a photograph. I went, good luck in all you're doing, life, love. Uh, you know, and I'm just, I mean, I've seen Martin Tyler, Gianluca Viali, Paul Robinson's mum and dad and all that. You know, it were amazing. So I'm just stood there, near me see, and I'm just taking atmosphere. I'm stood looking at all fans, all the colours, you can smell the grass, everything. And this woman taps me on the shoulder. She says, hiya. I says, hiya, love, you all right? She says, yeah. She goes, uh, have you come out for a game, have you? And I says, no, love. I says, I come out about a week before the first game and I'm here till we get knocked out. She says, oh, that's lovely. That, that's dedication. And I went, I'll tell you what dedication is. I says, look, he might not be best footballer in the world. I said, but we absolutely love him. I said, it's David Beckham. I said, because, it, and everyone will tell you this, at the end of every game, he always came over to clap you. Yeah. He appreciates you taking time off work, spending your own money, not getting out given, having to make your way by hook or by crook to get into a game, paying whatever and all that. I said, I'll tell you what, love. I said, he, that, that's why we love him. I said, he's been brought up right. Him. I said, he's absolutely been brought up right. And that's why we love him. I said, he's not best footballer in the world. He's, sometimes he's a bit of a one-trick pony. She goes, but his manners and like as a human being, he's absolutely great. He's been brought up right. She goes, oh, that's lovely, that. She says... Uh, I know what you're going to say, I think. Go on. She, she says, do you know who I am? And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, flipping it. I'm VIP area. I got out of it straight away. I says, I'm sorry, love. I don't watch telly or soaps or out like that because I thought she might have been a soap actress. She says, no, she goes... I'm David Beckham's mum. Oh, marvellous. This is his sister, Joanne. I went, oh, Jesus. I said, look, I'm sorry for taking up so much of your time. She goes, no, she goes, it was really lovely to hear that story. Uh, I says, but I mean it, love, honestly. I says, I don't suppose I can be cheeky, can I? Uh, and says, uh, no, I says, please, I have a photograph took with you. And I've got a photograph with me uh, in the middle with Mrs. Beckham and Joanne's sister uh, with my arms out and like saying no shit on or not. And it's just them things that you can't buy. Do you know what I mean? You can have all the money in the world and whatever. It's all about experiences and memories. Mm. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And then. See, Jesus, that, that, that World Cup, well, it was kind of, 
highlighted because of the wags, wasn't it? Like it was all over the papers. It was all over the news. I mean, I, I came back um, a bit during that World Cup and you could see it all in on the TV. But you've obviously experienced it being in with them. Oh. And, and they're just they're just human beings, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I can't. I mean, the the person that took the photograph, she were in Girls Aloud. Well, I didn't know, so I've gone up to. Her, I said, "Excuse me, love, please, can you take a photograph of me and Mrs. Beckham and uh, Joanne?" <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, all right." Because when I gone over to her, she thought I was gonna like want to chat to her. Yeah. So I've, I've given me phone. Anyway, come now, took photo. Thanks, thanks very much, Mrs. Beckett. And she goes, "I promise you, I'll tell David that story." You know, oh. and out she did. So I've gone to get my phone back. So she gives me the phone back and she's smiling. I went, thanks a lot, love. You're all right. So I'm then down. And guess, just before I started talking to Ray Winston, oh, yeah. right, because he, he was sat behind me, this bloke come up, this cockney lad, and he went, hey, Donny. He said, did you see all that one? I said, I know. I think Mrs. Beckham, like, say, Beckham's mum and sister. He went, no, Beardo took photo. He went, no, he says, he went, here out of girls allowed him, like. <laughs> I'm like nearly 40 years old. Why am I interested in, in girl bands? Do you know what I mean? Just lots of little things like that. And, and then, you know, we had a good laugh with uh, Ray Winston. And yeah. he, he's exactly like he says, you know, I mean, yeah. I always look back in uh, on that game with fondness and all that. <laughs> oh, great one. Oh. And, you know, I, I'm telling all these stories, but... There'll be a million England fans, and we are the best supported country in the world. There's no no doubt about it. We turn up everywhere in all little LOs and all that. And just just a little one I want to tell you: me and my mate uh, John Dilly, one's from Ilkeston, one's from Bournemouth. Mm. We went to France, uh, and anyway, we we got tear gas before game, got tear gas during it. Anyway, so we come out halfway through. So when, in, when was this? Oh. World Cup or? No, 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 not in World Cup. No, this is just another night game in another year, do you know? Right. It's just done about meeting people, right time, right place. Mm. So it's about one o'clock in the morning in Paris. We're in this cafe. There's about 10 people in. Uh, and we're just sat down talking about, yeah, why do we have to go to the game? But you do. You, you know, you go to the game and you know, sometimes, you know, Les has said it as well, like, then 90 minutes are absolutely appalling. Yeah. But you do, you, but you do it because you're English and you love it. Yes. So we're sat in this cafe on a dreary night in Paris, me and me mate. This bloke walks in, and he, he were a huge fella. He were a big unit. And me mate went, "Oh my god, it's him!" I'm like, "Oh." He went, "David Soul from Starsky and Hutch." <laughs> right. You know, at one, half one in the morning in Paris. So anyway, he sits down. I says, "Oh, David." I says, "Is there any chance we could like sit down and have a chat with you?" So we're talking to him and all that. And I says. Uh, so do you still live in Swiss Cottage then in London and all that? He went, yeah, yeah. And bear in mind, I don't look like one or right intelligent. But I said, are you, are you still a thespian? And he went, <laughs> yeah, 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 still do a bit of that. And I went, yeah, still go Wimbledon then and live, uh, live in Swiss Cottage. And he went, are you a stalker? <laughs> I, I went, no, mate, if something just interests me and it just sticks in my head and all that, you know, it's just another little encounter. And I said, do you ever speak to Paul? Like, you know, Paul Michael Glazer. And he went, we probably speak once every couple of years because, you know, his lives have took different different right. paths and, and all that. And I says, whatever happened to the car? You know, he started asking, you know, it's that red and white stripe. Yes. And he went, you know, we've, we've often spoke about that. We don't know. He said it might be in Farmer's Shed or something in a field somewhere in America. But, 
you know, that, that was just an, another little one that, you know, just meeting David Soul at half one on like Wednesday morning or something. And you'd, you'd well, never get that through Follow England. You wouldn't get that. No, no, you wouldn't. It, it's open, you know, so many little doors, are, you know, and with people that are going, you know, they're all a great set of lads. There's, there's no trouble causes amongst us. If it kicks off, you're going to protect yourself, but there's, mm. you know, no trouble. And the amount of, the amount of times that we've used as attitudes in pubs and to talk to people and buy them drinks. And that was another one, you know, in Ukraine, I'll go back to that one. So we split up. Anyway, I've, I've found a bar to drink in. So I'm sat down there, pint of lager and like say, large vodka and coke. And so I had a couple of them and I was just going to make my way back to hotel. And I said, excuse me, can I bill? And she goes, oh, are you English? And, yeah, love, yeah. Come over for a game with my mates. She goes, oh, it doesn't matter. She goes, uh, no bill. She goes, and I turned around, she goes, they paid your bill. And there were probably about eight, eight or ten Ukrainian kids, students and all that. Yeah. And one of them had been one of our barmen earlier on in the day, do you know what I mean? And they were, uh... they were all Chinese. So I've gone on, but he didn't let on that he could speak English, which, you know, is a good thing. And he says, yeah, he says, a lot of you English. He says, you've come and you've you've been very respectful. Because the thing that I always did whenever I went to a country, the first bar you go in, what in your language, what is please and thank you. Yeah, you know, simple um, things like that, yeah. And, and they can see you making effort. And sometimes it's great. Uh, what, you know, in Munich, when we won 5-1. Yeah. So I'm there, young kid. And he reminded me of my first game. He, he was so excited, like, getting get the ticket for the game and all that. And I says, and Shuligans, he knocks five beer, better. Because I lived in Germany when I was in the army for a few years, and you pick up a bit of lingo. Yeah. And he went, Jesus, mate. He says, that was great, that. I says, what? He says, what you just said. I said, oh, I just ordered another two beer, please. <laughs> he says, oh, wow. He says, can you teach me how to order? Let's say it were a vodka and coke. I says, yeah, I says, and Shuligansy, he says, I'm Shuligansy. I says, and say to the barmaid and be really polite and say, Was ist das Kastein Blasen? So he's gone, and Shuligansy, and you can see this last taking an interest in him because yeah. he's making effort. He goes, and Shuligansy, Was ist das Kastein Blasen? And she's let over and she's cracked him across the cheek <laughs> and then walked off. He says, What should you do that for? I says, You just asked her how much a blowjob is. <laughs> <laughs> And this kid and all his mates were laughing, you know, they, they were, uh, but, you, you know, so getting back to that whip drink with Ukrainians and I went over and so I ended up staying for a bit because I got them a few bottles of wine in. and they were ask, just asking stuff about our country and theirs. And I say, listen, in our country, you know, people make out all sorts. I says, we're very, very fortunate. I says, we're not as fortunate as what everyone else is, but. We're just, talk, we're just talking about different ways of life. And, you know, the amount of places you go to where people have got nothing yeah, and they're, and they're smiling. Look at us in this country. We've got just about everything. And there's some right miserable gets about, isn't there? There are, yeah. And and then that brings us on to another story that, you, that I know you've got. Was it Azerbaijan or something where you took a load of cloves over there? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, was... we came from, from one story where you had no cloves. <laughs> to a yeah. story where you've got bucket loads of claims. Go on, tell us that one. Yeah, well, you you know, as you, as you age, you know, anyway, I, I ended up like so with a couple of suitcases full of clothes and I thought, I'm never going to wear them again. We're going to Azerbaijan, not very rich, but even though Baku is, because it's like oil mm. and all. So me and my mate, Dilly went over. So we've got to airport, got there, we've gone in. 
when we got booked into the hotel, they helped us up to rooms with bags. And this lass, I said, excuse me, I says, you you married? And oh, she says, yeah. I says, how big's your husband sort of thing? She says, you know, about same sort. I says, yeah, coming into the room. And she looked a bit weird. So I opened the suitcase up and they're all, they were all like designer clothes and all in good nick. I says, well, they fit your husband? She says, really? I, I don't, we have no money. I says, I don't want any money, love. I says, it just saves them going to waste. So anyway, like I say, so she took them and on. They were just so grateful. Well, during the week, all our floor, there were about a dozen rooms got broken into and ours weren't even touched. Ours weren't even touched. So they even did, we even found a, it was a Carlsberg bar and it, I think it was owned by a kid, an English kid from Rotherham no. who'd moved out there like years before, like probably due to oil. And we give his... Uh, we give his bar staff, you know, some jeans and all that. He says, she'll run you home and all that, mate. So she used to take us on. But Azerbaijan, yeah. Well, I d- in fact, I think Dilly reminded me. I don't think I had anything to eat at all. I might have had one sandwich and we were there for like three, four days. <laughs> uh, I would just, I would just, on Jack Daniels, I'd, I'd just get giddy and excited. I'm, I'm like a big kid, mate, honestly. So anyway, day at game, you're walking around, you're like shorts, T-shirts, flip-flops and all that. Well, I'll tell you what, it must have dropped about 25 degrees. It were absolutely freezing. Was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'll tell you what, this bloke, he, he, he had a designer shop there, Lacoste. I've still got the jacket now, and it's still in good nick. So I've got, the, it, it just, everybody went in buying stuff. So I got a jacket and uh, some jeans, about about 300 quid, and that were just off me, do you know what I mean? Mm. So anyway, it went in. It, again, I think it were 1-0 Michael Owen, it were Dower. It were, it were that. It was it was terrible, so I've come out at ground uh, and I've gone over to like I say because obviously we're in different parts of ground and get split up and that. Yeah. So I've gone up to these places. I've gone. Excuse me, mate. I says, please, can you tell me uh, where I can get a taxi? No taxis, English. Straight away you switch on. You think, yeah, all right, I don't want none of this. Mm. You could tell with attitude. So I starts walking off, and I can liken it most to like a scene from The Exorcist. You know where the picture is of the priest under the streetlight with his suitcase. Right, when he's going yeah. to... Yeah, I'd just got to a streetlight like there and this cop car pulled up next to me. English, get in. Oh. You're all right, you're all right, mate. I'm pretty sober now. I think I'm going to have a jog. I'm going to tab it home, mate. English, get in. So I'm like, oh. So I've got it, made sure I got it back. Told it name hotel. It's taking me all the, down all these dark streets and all that. And you know when you think... It's, you hear about like it, you... Yeah, the, you know, the, this is it, mate. Go Anyway, at least I've done it. I've gone at an England game. Anyway, before you knew it, pulled up outside hotel. It went 40,000 manet, which were about eight quid. I says, I'm sorry, mate. I've only got 50,000. You'll have to have that. I was just so grateful to get back. So I gave 50,000. Thanks a lot, mate. No problem. You know what I mean? Straight back to hotel. Yeah. So anyway, I'm in hotel. I'm, I'm waiting for my mate to turn up. And this other police officer comes over, you know, he was dressed police uniform and he were a big lad. You English, yes, mate. And he, he were he were lovely. He were great. He were talking to me and all that. And he was saying, What do you do uh, back in England? I says, Oh, I'm a, a rigger, you know, I wait for telecommunications. Oh yeah. Uh, and he's going on, he's saying, No, I'm a police officer and our pay is poor. And after a couple of minutes, you know where it's going. So yeah. I'm like yeah, all right, I'm going to give you, you give him a few quid, like just, you know, just to get him out of your hair, even though I ain't got none. <laughs> so anyway, I'm talking to him, 
I've been talking for about 10, 15 minutes. So I've got some money out to give him a couple of quid, you know, to help him and his family out and yeah. put him through university. And he says, uh, he just stands up and starts shouting at me. Why are you offering me money? Why are you giving me money? I don't need your money. I'm like, what? what what's up with you, pal? Next thing, four men, you know, in the long black leather coats that you see in all these old Russian spy movies. Two of them come with me, English. So I took me over to a corner. Two have gone with him. And he went, why were you giving uh, that police officer money? And I went, uh, I weren't, mate. I says, uh, he says, why would you get money out to give to him? I says, actually, I says, because you have to think on your feet. I says, I've actually really enjoyed this country so much and we'll go home tomorrow, but I want to carry on drinking. So I was asking him where I could exchange my pound sterling for your money mm-hmm. and all that. He went, good story, English. He says, but we will get him. He does this with everybody. We will not get him this time, but we will get him. So they're obviously on his case, knowing what he's doing. Yeah. And just as I were going, he went, by the way, English, if you would like to carry on drinking in our glorious country, you can exchange your sterling at the bar, at the uh, reception. Like, Thanks, mate. Cheers. You know, just, <laughs> just just another little one. Oh, well, some great stories of, of just following England. As they say, it's not always about the football. It's about no, it's not- making the memories, meeting people, be yeah. them fellow England fans or or just just locals in in your host country. That's what makes yeah. an England away trip, isn't it? Yeah, it's you know. To be honest, we enjoy going. We've got one at Lads He's he has been going like since since they began. Mm. Uh, Martin from Cheltenham, and he he's seen some fantastic sights. I think he was in Mexico in seventy. You know, really? so that, that yeah, that and yeah, he's, he's a he's a great lad. Yeah, we call him Martin from Cheltenham. But uh, another one I'd like to talk about is it's uh, about a lass called Debbie, Debbie Tunnicliffe. And some at lads will know that will be listening to this. She's from Stockport. Well, I'd, I'd never met her. And she were mates with uh, a good mate of mine, Mickey Jora. Uh, and anyway, so booking the trip, very, it were Estonia. Anyway, oh, yeah. she, said, she said to me, she says, uh, or Mickey says, oh, Debbie booked him on. Well, I'd never met Debbie. And she says, uh, he says, we could, will you book my mate on Bisto? Well, this is a lass. Oh, I'd never met, and she forked out about four and a half hundred quid for me, and never met me. You know, that's the sort of friendships that you build. So she's booked us on and all that. So we've got to airport. I've never met me, so I've given money. I said thanks for that, Debbie. She goes, oh, not a problem. She goes, if you're a mate of Mickey's, like say you're a mate of mine, and we ended up in uh, Lithuania. Me and Mickey took about fifty quid's worth of uh, uh, Lithuanian money. Oh, yeah. So we're pull- we're pulling up. To- we've done all borders. Car comes over for passports. Uh, yeah, I said, excuse me, mate. Is there, is there any chance of uh, having a stamping passport? No. Goes, comes back with passports, like, checks them all out. Mickey passed him his, and there was some money in it. Yeah, sorry, mate, I forgot to stamp your passports. Because he, <laughs> he, he, probably, he probably gave him 20 quid, you know, in Lithuania, which is, it were a lot of money to these people. So he took them all back, and he stamped up, stamped up passports for us. And we've ended up in this bar, and it, it was like some of this front room. You know, they're all characters in there. This bloke, you know, they all looked about 200 years old. But they were so friendly, and it was like a film. When we've walked in, everything just stopped, and everybody's staring at you. You know, when you've seen it on these yeah. films, like you walk into a wrong place, 
Uh, and yeah, you know, we had a great, great time there. We knew we probably wouldn't go back to Lithuania again, like say, whenever all that. So we had, a, me and Mickey had about 50, 60 quid between us because you couldn't spend your money. And we just give it to the barmaid. And we says, look, just save all these people till that's gone. She goes, oh, that'll last about three or four weeks then. <laughs> you know, so, you know, the, 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 it, it's, ju- it's just them experiences that you have, you know, in uh, in other countries, yeah. other places, you know. Yeah, no, that's that's what it is all about. That's what's following England is all about. And it's, it's yes. something that we've all missed over this last, what, 18 months? Yeah. Um, and something that we're all just itching and looking forward to getting back into the... Uh, Getting back into that same old routine again. Come the uh, yeah. hopefully the back end of the year. If if not, then then early next year. And uh, yeah, it's good to hear these sort of stories and whet our appetite again. Yeah, yeah, he's an you know I always look back on me fondness and the amount of people I've met and you know good lads from other clubs and and everything. Uh, you know, there's uh, there's some fantastic people out there. Yeah. Fantastic. If I if I could just chuck one in like before I go. Go on. I went to watch uh, Donny. I, I think we might have been at Leicester or some, or wherever. Well, anyway, coming back, you know, obviously you've got all youngsters on coach and then another coach pulls past them and it will Leeds coach, won't it? So they're all like, oh, young lads are all like, you know, uh, you know, shouting like, you know, bravado and all that. Anyway, we ended up pulling off at same services and all that. And there were me and another older kid and I was talking to one of the older blokes on Leeds coach and all that. Saying, yeah, remember them days when we were young? Anyway, this kid, he'd only been a youngster about 19, 20. He sort of come over and he was talking and he went, do you follow England, mate? I went, yeah. He says, is your name Bisto? I went, yeah. He says, I said, I'm not sorry, I don't remember. He says, no. I says, hope I haven't done all wrong. He says, no. He says, we're out here in, uh, in Brussels, you know, for Euros in 2000. And he says, we were in this square, you know, where they'd had all that trouble with me and my mate Liquid. We turned up afterwards. I've just found this beer cart at Middle Earth Square. So I just starts going round this, you know, this beer out while all commotions going off and all that. He says, you you give me, me uh, my dad and me mates like a load of beer. And when I says, how much is it? He went, no, the free mate, I've just found this beer cart over there. It's not mine. So, you, you know, it's, and it's a small world as well. Yeah. It's a small world. That's why it's always good to be good. Absolutely. Bisto, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate oh, that. And I reckon a lot of people will recognise you. Um and, and I'm I'm almost ashamed to say that I'm I haven't met you now and, and I feel the need to. We need to meet up and uh, and we can share another story over a yeah. pint. I'd I'd love to. Can I just chuck another one in before I go? Go on. Right. Well, you'll have met him. Do you know Stan from Luton? He always dresses up as St. George. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, I read his book. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm in his book. Oh, yeah. The stories in his book. It were in Bulgaria. So, again, we're all having a great time and all that. So, stands there, St. George is looking the business like he does with all Luton lads. And these two beautiful women come up to him, like, and says, Oh, can I have a photograph took? And they, anyway, so they've took one. I says, Excuse me, ladies. I says, Do you want me to take a photograph of both of you with him? So, he says, Yeah, we're on both phones. So I says, right, press him button. So they're there cuddling, and they're all giving him a peck on cheek. And I just legged it with the phones. Run off, run, went about 200 yards and all that, and they were like, huh? Eh? And then I run back with him and went, no, I'm only joking. 
I made us all, we're going to run off with the phones and stamp, and they were in bits at first, but then they were just laughing when I came back with the phones. <laughs> Putting and, smiles on faces. Yeah, yeah, that's what I liked. I mean, someone says uh, I were on YouTube because I had a football and I was stood on top of this monument. I were bouncing ball as oh, we're going to kick it into the crowd and everyone's... Then I put ball down and I took my T-shirt off. And then I took, did it again. And then I took a shoe off and then another shoe and then a sock and then a sock. And I just seen somebody out of the corner of my eye. So as I'm bouncing, he was going to slide in and take the ball, but I just didn't bounce it. And he went sliding past. And I, did, I didn't strip off totally naked, but someone says that there's a clip of that on YouTube, like England fan with ball in Bulgaria. I'm going to have to dig but, it out. Yeah. Honestly, mate, I've, I've met some tremendous characters, absolute tremendous characters that you'd have never been afforded opportunity if, you know, if you hadn't been following England. I'm just grateful for everything I've had. Oh, thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed that. Thank you very much to Bistow. I look forward to meeting up with him for a pint and a chat at some point. Hopefully, I'll have some more conversations with other England fans going forward. And if you've got some stories to tell, why not drop me a line? Email is good. Podcast at gmail.com or on all the usual social media channels, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, just search Podcast. Always great to hear from you. As I said at the beginning, you can find all previous episodes at threelinespodcast.com or your usual podcast provider, like Spotify, iTunes. It's also on YouTube. Uh, if you are tuned in on iTunes, why not drop it a review? One of those, they always go down well. Or equally as good, if you know someone else who may enjoy it, why not let them know? I'll be back very soon with another episode. Hopefully... Speaking Block 109 Beer. I hope you can join me for it. Cheers. Cheers.